Welcome to today's episode of the Insurance Life and Everything in Between podcast. My name is Adam Bersan. And I'm Chris Smith. If you've yet to do so, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. And if you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with a friend or colleague. We greatly appreciate your help and support. All right. Welcome to another episode of insurance life and everything in between where today we've got on one two three a lot of guest speakers a lot of guests on with us today to talk about the insurance industry but maybe from a slightly younger approach adam i don't know about you but i'm starting to feel older i know you are older than me and your birthday's coming up soon but one of the things I enjoy the most about working with folks younger than us in the industry is the fire, the passion, the desire, the coachability, the teachability, and then the amount of money they bring in from doing what they were taught live and in the field. So Adam, why don't you bring yourself on, introduce who you've got with us today, and happy early birthday. Hey, thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah, you know, pretty excited too. I have a few new guys on with me today, and uh, I really am starting to feel kind of old. You know, we get these guys up and running, working with us and looking at their birthdays. And I've been licensed selling insurance longer than these guys have been born. So oh, now man. I sound like an old guy. You but, are. Uh, yeah. But, you know, with that, Chris, I, I just, uh, you know, you were right. You know, the new people to the industry, it's, uh, you know, the fact that what I like about it, you know, we got some guys that are willing to to learn and and grow and, you know, kind of looking to to do something long term. And yeah, really, I just kind of wanted to bring these guys on today so they can talk a little bit about, you know, their story of kind of what's gotten them to where they are now and kind of what they're looking forward to do in the future. These days, I feel like uh, things are a little bit different in the world where you don't always have to go to school for four years to get a, a good, a good career, fall into a good career. Uh, I mean, heck, we see situations where people go to school for four years, and then they're paying back thousands of dollars of student loans. They end up in a career with nothing having to do with their uh, their background or their degree. And I feel like, well, heck, even myself, I went to I went to junior college for two years. I was ready to start working. So you know, I just I kind of look at it as you know, you don't necessarily have to 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 go that route of a four-year school and a degree to be guaranteed a good job and i think we talk so much about people betting on themselves and and just getting out there and and working and and making it happen and i kind of feel like with what we do it doesn't matter what sort of education you have as long as you have like that willingness and that drive to really get out there and work and the only person that's going to decide your income is yourself so with that said yeah just i wanted to bring on i have scout Kloss and matt soltis and isaac whiting you guys all pretty much now did you guys graduate the same year you're all the same yes. same age okay yeah why don't you just maybe fill us in a little bit whoever wants to start first just maybe tell you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of where you're at what you're looking to looking to accomplish moving forward here yeah, right now we all we all graduated 2022. 2022. Now it's just turned 2024, so about two years from then. For myself personally, I started up. I was working in a gym where I had the vision of uh, getting up to franchising a couple of those, and then like I never had the college route in mind. It was always doing something outside of that, working my way up within a company, whatever I wanted to do. 
And then kind of while I was working at a gym, I, I saw a few guys I went to school with, same age as me in the insurance industry, making a lot of money. And I've always known sales is, uh, I've always heard it from like billionaires, anybody that's an influencer within the, just like, kind of like the sales industry, they've always preached getting into sales young is kind of the best way to go about growing yourself if you want to be an entrepreneur or get into business later down the road in life. Thanks, Isaac. I know a lot of people that kind of came from that background of, uh, you know, like working at a gym, kind of the same thing, you know, like that whole, well, heck, you're still in, you were in sales there, you know, you were in sales at the gym, uh, you had, well, if you're personally training people, right? I mean, I know you have to sell uh, people on even that, you know, on different packages and, and stuff like that, so... Yeah, that was my first ever experience being in any type of sales. It started off where I was just at the front desk working on selling nutrition, things like that, and protein, creatine, any supplements. And then from there, I got to the point where I was the manager, so I had to do our um, coaching sessions, which we book every new member into one of those. And from there, it's trying to sell them personal training, team training, whatever service it may be. Well, heck, it was a good start. I mean, yeah. Like you said, I mean, you kind of saw the value and and really what could be. But heck, that was a good starting point, I'm sure. Matt, what kind of got you into? Same thing what Isaac was saying, different yeah. opportunity. Like before this, I was building decks at a construction company. So it's a way different ballgame. I kind of had to learn those people skills and everything that's involved with a business. Because I was used to like working with my hands, like being physical. This is more like working mentally, being more mentally tough. So it's way different. What do you think is tougher? What do you think is more draining? The physical or the Definitely, mental? definitely mental. You don't realize it at first, but when you get home at the end of the day, it's more mental. You're yeah, definitely I can see that. more worn out. How about you, Scott? Yeah, so I actually started off in uh, junior college as well. Okay. I did a year at Joliet Junior College. Decided that's not the route I want to take. Uh, dropped out. And then actually ended up at the same insurance company as Isaac. A couple of our buddies from high school were doing it. We're all around the same age. So we've, we've all been doing it for about roughly four to five months. And then we made the change over here. So okay. excited to see what it brings, you know? I mean, I know that I think their training's pretty decent. They seem like they have a pretty decent startup when it comes to getting people licensed and ready to go. I mean, do you feel like there was anything there that maybe had lacked that you wish maybe would have been a little bit different? Or, I mean, I feel like the training was pretty good because at first, like me starting out on the phones, I was very shaky and very unconfident, but that just comes with time, time yeah. and reps. I don't know. I feel like I was pretty well trained because at first I could barely talk to someone on the phone. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, it was. It was good though to see my improvement throughout like the months. Yeah, well, it's good. That's good. You know what tells me, Adam? You know what that tells me? That tells me that training is so important in whatever form you're being trained. Having somebody to mentor you and to at least give you that direction to go is crucial. There are so many insurance agents just desperately searching for someone to tell them what the flip to do. And training is so important. Got a question. I think what's wrong with a lot of the industry is the industry doesn't ask anything from the people that sign up to work in it. Well, here's your contract. Here's this, here's that, and good luck. But there's no expectation after that. What are your guys' thoughts on working within an agency and a culture that when they see talent, they expect a lot from that talent in routine in return so they can really reap the rewards of the industry? 
I mean, I think it's better for the person because they have more to work towards or they show they're, they're um, able to see their potential. I think that, yeah, I think in situations where nothing is asked of somebody, you don't get anything in return. And when you don't expect anything of somebody, they don't become anything. And then the whole thing gets wasted. I just think guys like you that are young, hungry, willing to learn in a market where you're all in the same area together, it's almost impossible to fail, which is a pretty cool thing, Adam. I think that makes a lot of sense, Chris. I think that, uh, well, I think a lot of guys out there that it's like they're maybe they're trained, but then so much of it is just, okay, now just go out there and get them, see what you can do. And maybe the initial training is good, but I think what lacks is the, like the engagement after that. Uh, like, you know, like I told these guys, I was out working with Isaac last week. We, we, uh, we did a, well, we did a, a class training last Monday. We just kind of sat down one-on-one, went through everything, talked about, you know, some of the different companies that we do business with, went through like some of the underwriting and, and that, and then we went out for two days out in the field. And then I told him, look at, you know, now you can put your presentation together. I'd like to hear it next week, which is now. And from there, it's just a matter of getting him some leads. I'm going to go out with him on his leads, kind of see how he does. And then from there, it's just that to me, I, I just think it's that constant communication. Uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about Chris too, the industry itself, I think maybe there's a lot of people out there that tend to maybe get in people's ears when they hear about an opportunity that is just commission-based where you're not earning a, a salary. And, and basically you are essentially betting on, on yourself. And so I almost feel like it, with these guys, even, I mean, heck, it's, it's kind of like right now, that's kind of where they're at. I mean, to me, I don't think failure is really even an option and they have to do everything that they can to, to succeed. And maybe even to maybe, maybe there's some naysayers out there. Maybe there's some people that they have to prove wrong. Maybe there's people that have gotten in their ears saying, oh no, you need to, you know, have some sort of guaranteed income. You have to have that steady flow of money coming in. And with that, you're not making any money unless you're out working. I mean, have you guys run into any situations like that? Have people gotten in your ears at all? You know, saying, you know, what, you know who would want to really just work on commission? You know, don't you think you need to have some sort of salary and make sure that you have some salary and benefits and things like that? Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely run into that. It's, most of the time it's with, I'd say with, with older people, mm -hmm. say it's, whether people I know just in the gym that are, I used to train or say it's just an older family member where they're like, oh, don't you want something more guaranteed? Where honestly, comfortability is the only issue there. And then when you're comfortable, you're not really getting, getting out, kind of forcing yourself to get out of your comfort zone. That's where you'll find uh, yourself prevailing. And when you're comfortable, you're just going to be doing the same things, not really willing to change to do anything differently because you're getting the same result. No, definitely. I feel like it's less heard of. For somebody to be like full commission based, I mean, from my standpoint, at least to like go to college or join the trades, that was like my plan. I never really thought about full commission. Like, I feel like that salary is a little bit of a safety net if you don't work as much. Yeah, I agree. You know, one thing when I and I were out trading last week, we talked a little bit about that and the fact that we are essentially deciding our income. Right. Uh, there's nobody that is going to say here, sign this contract. This is how much money you're going to make this year. You're the one really who can sign the contract yourself and say, this is how much I'm going to make this year. And that's just a matter of putting a plan together to make it happen. That's one thing I've always liked about our business is that, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no floor, but there's no ceiling. 
I mean, That's you can right. really make as much as you want to make as long as you're willing to put the time in, you put a plan together of what's going to work. And you can't, to me, I kind of look at it as you can't really even consider failure as an option. No. You know going in that this is going to work and you got to do whatever you can to make it work. Yeah, you got to know that failure is just a stepping stone in the right direction because before you learn how to do something, you got to learn how not to do it first. Yeah, we had that conversation this morning on our Monday call that uncomfortable is just you growing. Like that's really okay. And if you're comfortable that nothing's really taking place at that point or you've really mastered something. So if you mastered sitting on the couch or mastered your – uncomfortable is okay i got two questions for you guys first one should be a little easier than the last one what would making a hundred grand a year which is about eight thousand dollars a month really look like for you and your life right now for for me right now and i think i could speak for all of us because we're all in a situation where we're not really in the same boat as most people where they have rent to pay every month a mortgage or even say kids that depend on them where they need to raise them so just being at this stage making say six figures a year would uh kind of really excel us towards the future because at a young age it's kind of a pinnacle age where you could use your money to really get you to a point where you can retire two to three years four five ten years earlier than where you can uh where you would be say if you were going to college and i was taking this time right now to go to college go to school and not be making anything where i could really use it to kind of leverage myself into an early kind of retirement i would say i would say it's that i would say it would definitely be life-changing because i've never had that type of money uh, it would also be a reality check because i've never really had that type of money i also still live with my parents so i would, i feel like i definitely have to grow more like focus on saving money and putting it somewhere as well so it would definitely be a reality check and also life-changing but it's definitely doable as well absolutely absolutely I got one more for you to follow up on that. What are you going to do? Because this is one of the biggest moments in someone's career. When you figured out the basics, you know how to knock a door, you know how to work a lead, you know how to write a piece of business, you know how to put money in your account within 48 hours, which is unheard of in the rest of the world. What are you going to do when you wake up one morning, you open up your online banking app, and you've got more money in your account than you need? and you've ever seen before. What are you gonna do at that moment that really, because that, that's such a pivotal pivotal moment in somebody's early stage of their career. What are you gonna do then? I think you need to keep going or keep what you've been doing because I was listening to actually your guys' podcast like a couple of weeks ago it was the one how to make $200,000. Okay. And yeah, you had stated um, when this instant comes up with somebody they either like get the full belly syndrome and stop doing what they've been doing or just keep what they keep doing what they've been doing or they'll either fall off or keep going. Yeah. I mean, you either get lazy, you get distracted, you get interested in shiny objects when at that moment you just realize, Hey, this is working. Just keep doing what's working. Maybe get a dog and a hobby and, and knit on the side if you need something fun to do. But once you realize how much you've achieved, keep going. Yeah. One thing I'd like to maybe add in talking about uh, distractions uh, I mean, that's something, too, that, I mean, as we get older, maybe those distractions are a little bit different. I would say one thing I, I found, you know, you, you guys come from a group, again, that I think the training is really well. I think their structure is good, where they, they do almost make it feel like you are an employee. Uh, even though you're not getting a salary, they pretty much tell you, this is what time you have to be at the office. And this is what you're doing today. This is what you're doing the next day. 
and then not only that, but then I feel like there's also there's distractions. I mean, we all have life outside of business. So I guess it's maybe a two-parted question. How uh, how can you handle the independence or how would you be able to handle the independence knowing that now you are essentially your own bosses, pretty much running your own businesses? And, and again, when distractions arise, how are you able to maybe overcome those sort of things so you can kind of keep uh you know the main objective in mind of really what you're looking to do i mean it's real easy to fall off track with things so you know what what do you think is are maybe some good ways to maybe handle the independence to to see to it that you know the distractions that can happen out there don't get in the way to kind of keep you focused on what you know you need to be doing yeah i would say definitely discipline that's where discipline comes in and you have to be disciplined when it comes to that because it's your it's your living and you got you got goals to reach so um definitely discipline and routine getting in a good routine on a daily basis making sure you're keeping yourself on track so that when that goal comes around you can be happy and hit it and then you can set an even higher goal next time it makes sense right i'd say it comes down to also having a plan because if you don't have a plan and you're disciplined you could be disciplined all you want but if you have no plan you're not going to be going in any sort of direction so just keep in mind your goals and the plan to reach those goals. And then in regard to distractions, you always got to ask yourself, is this going to help me get close to my goals today? If not, then really rethink the decision, see what it is you're trying to get out of it, whether it's something that's just temporary gratification. And if tomorrow I'm going to think, oh, that was worth it. If not, I always try to think, is this going to put me in a place tomorrow where I'm closer to my goals? Yeah, that's good. I think we always need to focus on our end goals, right? Of really what we're looking to do, and you know, things come up. You know, you might have a friend call you and say, "Hey, you know, you want to? It's a nice day today. You want to go to the Cubs game today?" Well, I'm not going to say don't just say no, but I think uh, I think maybe you need to focus on the hours that you're working and. If you take off one day to maybe do something like that, then you got to figure out ways to make up for it other days. You know, maybe, you know, maybe you work Monday through Saturday and you decide, well, I need to maybe go out on a Sunday and work for a few hours if you take off the other time. I think it's important to, you know, make up for time. You know, you got to enjoy life and, and, you know, reap the, the benefits and the rewards of what we do. But, I, yeah, I think, you know, we talk about discipline and just the importance of that. And, you know, go out and have a good time, but figure out ways to kind of make up for it other times. Would you yeah. agree, Chris? Yeah, structure equals discipline, and discipline kicks in when motivation has worn off. Like, it's really easy to get motivated about stuff. Like, it's really easy to get excited about making money and helping people. It's really easy to watch a video and get hyped up over something. But when your heart rate goes down, when you're stressed level, got to kick into the next gear from there. I think, Adam, one of the things we do really, really, really well is structure. Like all you got to do is plug into the structure provided and the results will come from it. And then when you make a commitment to do something and to build out that schedule, everything else gets more fun to do on the background, but you got to stick to the schedule. Like My kids are at Great Wolf Lodge right now. They're off from school. I don't know why they're off from school, but they are. But I have a commitment on Mondays to do a certain amount of things, and I'm going to stick to those certain amount of things, even if it isn't necessarily at this stage of my career, knocking a door or setting an appointment. But it's doing things like this with you, with Adam, with the agency at nine o'clock. 
they just have to be done. So when you make a commitment to do something, you do it. You build out that structure knowing that it's more fun when you earn that free time, not just taking time and being broke. I got one more question to throw your way, Adam, or to the group there and see what their thoughts are. But come back to me on that. Whatever you got to ask them, come back to me before you close out. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you guys, uh, maybe share with us your, we are like two weeks into February. You're just getting started. I mean, have you guys thought about goals for this year? Have you thought about goals long-term? Maybe if you want to share a little bit about, you know, what you're looking to do and where to go with this, I would say starting maybe this year and then, you know, in the future of kind of like, you know, what you're, I'm sure you've probably thought a little bit about, about those sort of things, but you know, yeah. What are your guys' plans? So goal for the year, I know we'll basically be starting up in March. So we'll have 10 months with my goals. I always like to shoot high just because if anything, I'll fall short and I'll still be very, in a very good spot. But I'd say just for production, when it comes to personal production in the field, I want to do the goal is $200,000 in production this year. And then other goals, just in long-term vision, I want to get to the point where I have a team around me and an agency that's doing a million a month. I would say that's a good goal just to keep myself working towards that and kind of to a high standard to the point where say I fall short of 200,000, I'm at 175. It's still at a pretty good spot. Yeah, not too bad. Um, I haven't really thought about any long-term goals in that aspect. It is a, I definitely do need to do that and write them down, but um, more short-term, definitely I want to hit 10, thousand dollars in premium in april i know march is going to be a little bit more of a test run getting things down but definitely ten thousand dollars in april in premium that's what i'm shooting for cool how about yourself scott yeah i haven't really thought about the money aspect of things too much i would love to make six figures this year so one hundred thousand dollars is my goal at the moment for the year for the remainder of the year this year i'm going to be focusing on myself my business I'd love to bring people in and teach them how to do the exact same thing that we're doing. Give them the same opportunity. It's a great thing, you know, helping other people. Gotta love doing that. Cool. Yeah, that's, you know, I've talked about, I'd say probably the first half of my career was mainly just focused going out and writing business. And it was really just because I didn't really know a whole lot about building and growing and you know, I did pretty well as just a personal producer, making company conventions, earning a pretty good income. But you start to really see as time goes on, like I said, I mean, I'd be on a company trip, hanging out with people making 10 times as much as I was making. And you kind of start to see how they're doing it. And, and honestly, it's just, it's like another step, but I think you guys are right. You know, first things first, you got to focus on yourselves. You need to focus on learning the business it's, it's hard to teach others when you're still kind of learning it yourself. And that's, you know, one thing that we talked about, heck it, you know, people that want to get in the business, you know, that's where we're happy to work with them, bring them on, train them. Honestly, makes your job even a little bit easier. You know, we do all the busy stuff for you guys. And then as time goes on, then, you know, then they're already a part of your, your hierarchy down the road. So, so yeah, you know, I think that, yeah, definitely you guys are on the right track and, you have anything else, Chris, before we sign off today? Yeah, I got one more. Hopefully not too okay. hard because the last one, I think, whoo, uh-oh, oops. Last one for you. Are you ready like, really embrace the final expense market? Obviously, the people that we see, um, little soul to the earth, little rough around the edges. Sometimes things smell a little strange or it's a bug you've uh, never, you never witnessed before. 
Sometimes it's a, it's hard. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes they're just mean to you. And you think to yourself, why are you being mean to me? I'm not a mean person. <laughs> are you ready for that type of environment? Because those type of people, it's an underserved market, an underserved community, a kind of people that really need people that want to help them. But are you ready to go out there, see things and smell things and deal with things maybe you would have never before? Uh, I would say yes. Yes, I am. Me, myself, personally, I was in the field with Adam last week. And you're definitely right. You meet some characters. You're going to smell some weird things, sit in some odd places. But uh, yeah, I feel like all it will do is it's going to force you to grow as a person. And you're going to learn how to work with more people, which being compatible with more people, you'll be able to do more business. And even in the future, be able to be compatible with more people that you're bringing on and you're working with in the future. I would say, yes, definitely. It's going to take a little bit to get used to because obviously we're selling on the phones before. So now we're going to be in the field most of the day. So I would say, yes, definitely. It's going to be better to be out in the field and you know take home some stories at the end of the day too. Absolutely. Yeah, and what Isaac is talking about, when we were out training last week, one of the applications we wrote I did the whole presentation in my car. The client came out to the car. She sat in the front seat with me. Isaac's sitting in the back seat. She just, you know, she said, you know, I have some dogs that just are not very nice or I don't trust them. My house is a mess. I would prefer if we could just sit in your car. And well, sure, why not? Uh, and then we had another, the other sale that we made the same day. Uh, you know, we, we showed up and I mean, there was this lady, she had like this fence. We couldn't even figure out how to get through. It was like this chicken wire fence. Couldn't figure out how to even get to her door. Fortunately, she saw us in the window and came out. And, but anyways, yeah, ended up, I ended up sitting on the steps on the side of her house, uh, going through the whole presentation with her while Isaac was sitting on a couch that was out in the yard that it was actually two couches on top of the other one couch was stacked on top of the other it was upside down he's like just sitting on this upside down couch and it was funny she went in because she needed to get us her bank information and and i told isaac i said welcome to final expense land because that's you know we always have stories we always come home with just i mean half the time i mean i'm taking a shower when i first get home i smell like smoke and fried food and <laughs> And so you just, yeah, you just never know. I mean, I just, uh, you know, but, you know, like I said, I think that's kind of what makes it enjoyable too, because you have those stories. I told him, heck, you know, you're always going to remember, you know, your first day out when we went training, you know, these, these little appointments that we had and just what we ran into. I told him, I mean, I've, I've, I've done presentations on top of garbage cans on top of my trunk, uh, the hood of my car. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, heck. If you have uh, what you need to to write an application, you're gonna you're gonna spend the time to figure out a way to make it happen, regardless of the surroundings. Exactly, it's an amazing business. It's an amazing opportunity. The only limits you have in it are what you put on it. And I think with what you guys have going there and what we've gotten put together so far, the odds are so incredibly in your favor. It's it's awesome to see it get started. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, yeah, you know, really looking forward to, to working with you guys and and helping you along the way and, you know, seeing seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish. You know, like I said, you know, 21 years into the business now. And I mean, I, you know, again, I'm going to sound like an old guy here, but, you know, if I knew now what, or if I knew back then what I know now, boy, I'd be so much further ahead. <laughs> and 
and that's the truth, but that's what's cool that I'm able to help you guys and kind of teach you guys everything that I've learned over the last 21 years to, to help you get to where you need to get a lot faster. Exactly. Like, comment, and subscribe. Adam and guys, appreciate you joining us today. And this concludes another episode of the Insurance Life and Everything in Between podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe, share with a friend or colleague. And if you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes, please leave those too. Any input is greatly appreciated. Thank you.